0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get ready to shift from European football back to the domestic game. Rangers make a winning start to their Europa League campaign, seeing off Real Betis at Ibrox. Aberdeen fall just short in Frankfurt despite an encouraging performance against Eintracht. And a big weekend of Premiership action starts tomorrow at Livingston against Celtic. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. What's not to love if you're Michael Beale, you've got a statement win for Rangers you've got a Scottish Premiership side beating one from La Liga you have a world renowned manager in Manuel Pellegrini losing to a comparatively inexperienced manager in Michael Beale but what really tickles me is that Rangers win was accomplished by a starting eleven of six Englishmen one Welshman a Senegalese an Ecuadorian a Croatian and a Jamaican how very cosmopolitan that's the worst joke Opening I've ever heard that takes you a while to uh, what happened to the old classics an Englishman, an Irishman, a Scotsman, two Scots uh, in here this evening, Kenny Miller. Um, weeks like this are incredible. You've got so much to digest from Europe, you know, really time to do it. You're straight back into the league action. It's all happening fast. It, it certainly is, <clears throat> but we always obviously look back and on the European action and and hope that the, that the clubs have had a, a decent enough week. Uh, tough night for Celtic. Uh, a bit of the same old story again for the, uh, from the game. Aberdeen, I mean, again, it was a, a hard-fought game, a, a really tough one on paper that they've actually kind of put up a decent show on themselves, unfortunately, just, just losing out narrowly. But it's exactly what Michael Beal and Rangers needed last night. A really strong start against the best team in the group uh, at Ibrox last night. And if, uh, for me, I felt it was a deserved win. After about half an hour of the game, I felt Rangers really came in there. They finished the first half strong. In the second half, they got the reward with their goal and, and they managed to hold out. So a brilliant start, exactly what everyone at Ibrox needed. As if all that's not enough, Scotland's women taking on England tonight as well. So, so much to get through. And we want to hear from you, as always. This is the place to have your say. 01419511025. So come on down, what are you thinking tonight? Obviously a good place to start would be last night at Ibrooks. What did you make of it Rangers fans? Is that the classic case of Rangers over the last few years surprising you in the Europa League, rising to the occasion in the Europa League? Some of you were really confident when you phoned in last night, I guess we can see why. Uh, what about those of you that feared the worst, that said St Johnston was underwhelming and Kilmarnock was a disaster and Livy only got good in the last 10 minutes? Maybe some of you were fearing the worst. There were injuries as well. So with all that taken into account, what did you make of it last night? Who was good? Who's still to impress you? How does this set you up for the rest of the campaign? Give us a call right now, please, Rangers fans. 01419511025. And thereafter, so much more Aberdeen fans. I think Hugh Evans probably predicted a 12-0 win. For no, Eintracht no, Frankfurt, no, 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 I was just the seven. I was conservative, eight, I said. All right, well, there we are. You've surprised Hugh Keevens, ultimately not a win, but can you take something from that? Uh, and then looking ahead to tomorrow, uh, so much so much to get through this weekend in the Scottish Premiership. Celtic fans, does Livy still give you the fear? It used to, certainly. I think there was a run of five consecutive visits there without a win. 
Then up popped a certain Australian manager Who had the measure of most things in Scottish football He went there and won twice in succession So are those days gone Or is it still a venue that gives you uh, A bit of trepidation ahead of tomorrow Let us know Who would you play What would your team look like 0141 951 1025 We can't go any further though YouTube is awash With speculation Questions as to what's happened to Kenny Miller's eye. <laughs> the nation has to know. And when they find out the real reason, yeah. I mean, come on. They're going to be disappointed, you know. I would love to say that I've got involved in some kind of altercation and maybe the other guy went up a lot worse, <laughs> but unfortunately nothing like that. At fives today, uh, I've hurt my left groin in the Masters last week. I've done my right groin uh, in the last kind of ten minutes or so of fives this morning. So I've went in goal and a shot came for about five yards flying 100 mile an hour right in my face I put my hand up to save it and I'm my own nails I've clawed my eye <laughs> he and scratched blood his everywhere. own face you see yeah. men in their 40s playing fives you know uh, sixes actually sixes sixes because so, they don't like the space to run so they yeah. add on an extra player on each team you know every time I think about taking exercise I sit down until the mood passes <laughs> exactly Listen, I think see, when you, you know when they talk about being a professional and like the moment hits you when it's probably time to retire yeah. this must be like the the sort of amateur or retired equivalent of that. See when you're scratching your own yeah, face till till blood comes out playing a game of five. As well, and the, the worst it was, it was at the, it was near the end of the game, and uh, we just said, right, right, we'll just call it a day. And Big Kenny Branning was like, oh, that's the last time, that's the first time I've ever seen us can end the game for a wee scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even mind there's blood everywhere. But uh, no, it was it wasn't a good day at the, at the office today. And you're right, it was actually the wife says maybe you just need to chuck yeah. it. And I was like, so. no, absolutely not. I'll be there next week. Well, listen, we should all be grateful. He has climbed out of surgery to be here tonight. So 01419511025. What did you make of last night from a Rangers and maybe an Aberdeen perspective? What are you thinking tomorrow? Uh, in particular, you Celtic fans, just keen to get the night before mindset. Is Livy still a place that worries you or are those days gone? Quite simple. Let us know. 01419511025. Uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of other things out there as well. Great fixtures across the board this weekend, Hugh. Yeah, uh, obviously the Celtic fans do worry about Livingston and Kilmarnock because of the artificial surfaces and they were quite right to worry about Kilmarnock because Rugby Park cost them the Via Player Cup. Uh, And they will be concerned as to how Celtic bounce back from Rotterdam. Rangers, I think, will be really keen to prove that they have turned a corner against Motherwell. Uh, And I I look forward to that match because Motherwell, even in defeat, we had someone on the programme saying that theirs was the performance of the weekend against St Mirren last time out. So big games, the Sunday games and, uh, you know, Aberdeen uh, with Ross County. Aberdeen, very brave last night. I I, I didn't tip it, but... I didn't think they'd get out of there with a 2-1 and should have had 2-2 at the, the very end of the game. So Ross County all of a sudden doesn't look as intimidating at the weekend as it did prior to Eintracht Frankfurt. Justin in the city centre has won the toss. He will kick us off tonight. Justin, how would you sum up events at Ibrox last night? Worrying <laughs> is oh. the honest answer. Um, I, I know Kenny was obviously there last night And I'd be really interested to see What, what he thought uh, Same as you But for the first half an hour I genuinely in a European night That's the flattest I've seen Ibrox for a while It was really apprehensive But 
for the first half an hour of the game last night, that was probably some of the worst performance I've seen for Rangers in a while. Seema's positioning was atrocious. The, the only two players that seemed to be up for the night last night, and certainly in the first half an hour, was Lawrence and Roof. I don't Everybody doubt. I don't doubt you, Justin. I don't doubt you because I wasn't there. But Rangers have made a winning start to the Europa League. Um, at a time when people maybe didn't think they would, they've beaten the other, the, the best team in the group by all accounts. You're in a very good position to qualify. Is your is your overriding thought the disappointment from the first half an hour? No, my, my overriding uh, my overriding view is I think a better Real Betis or a better performance for them, and we would have been in trouble. They didn't need trouble us, and that I think was more out of luck than anything else. Uh, but We'll take the win And it's a brilliant achievement To beat a, a, a La Liga team 100% But I don't think That can gloss over We're, we're still No looking great Going forward Worrying was not The first word That I thought I would hear In connection with The, the game last night I, I thought it was going to be Like a play on worrying yeah. You know A kind of twist As yeah. in Didn't expect it Or something uh, You know Admittedly uh, the, the, the ground was not what it normally is in European nights. Not all of the seats were occupied for a start. I think if uh, Rabbi Matondo had made a better job of the sensational pass he was given one-on-one yep. one with the goalkeeper, that might have improved the mood very early on. But I think if Real Betis were not at their best, that's their fault. That's got nothing to do with Rangers. And for Michael Beale to get that result after what had gone before... It was a major moment for him, and that's why he needs to follow it up with a win over Motherwell. And you know what? I, I, I wouldn't say I'm not wholeheartedly agreeing with Justin here, but it was uh, it was a little bit flat at the start, and I think it was down to Betis because they were keeping the ball. You, you expected Betis to come and and actually have a, a good bit of possession and, and, and probe and, and try and break Rangers down. And and, I, and again, I don't. I wasn't surprised at that. And it's also coupled with the fact that Rangers aren't actually in a great place and they've not been performing yeah. pretty well. But what I did think, towards the end of the first half, Rangers actually did take a little bit of control and they started to ask more questions. They bet us. They had corners. They were getting free kicks. They had. They were playing more in Betis's half. And what I did sense is I sensed that crowd and that energy starting to come together towards the end of the half. I did think halftime came at a bad time for Rangers, but they came out in the second half and I felt they were the better team. And is that not the important thing here, Justin? Because context is important. Where are Rangers? Without meaning to offend Rangers in any way surely Rangers are not in a good enough place To be grumbling at a 1-0 win against Real Betis Surely regardless of what the performance was like You said you'll take it Surely it's more than that You know, 100% And I, I, I agree with what Kenny and you are saying For the point of view of second half Was a lot better, yes I just don't think they, they're giving us enough going forward There seems to be a a passiveness about Rangers in every game and it, we, we look as if we're at points there for the taking where we're playing the ball passively about the back at opportunities to break forward we're not really taking it's as if we're sitting back being too cagey a lot of the time whereas like Kenny said when we went forward last night any of the balls that went into roof and he was able to play passes through we were looking like causing them problems but then we seem to get these opportunities with Matondo going through a great ball for, for, for roof and stuff like that but And then we just Kind of sat back again Justin you know the, uh, the the previous game St Johnston Away Matondo finishes beautifully And this is football The following game He gets an even better ball And he doesn't You know I understand it's frustrating 
and um, that he could get easily frustrated by Sima as well at times uh, when he's going forward. But it's like Gordon Duncan said, you know, the bottom line here is Scottish Premiership side beats La Liga team, gets full points, and now looks forward to going to play in Limassol in the next game. It's it's the best possible start. That's the thing, Kenny. It's a still a long way to go in the group, but if you've already beaten Betis. Um, it's a, it's a really good position to be in after just one game. You know, you're, you're right. It is one game, but it, is, it was such an important game yeah. for, for Rangers. I felt last night. Now that the game's done and you can look back on it and you can you can see what this result could potentially do for this Rangers team. You know, it definitely gives them a little bit of respite for any kind of criticism pressure because you can't. Listen, you can nitpick and you can talk about the first half and all. You can talk about the missed chances and you can't. But ultimately, it's a one-nil-one at the start of the Europa League campaign that puts them in a wonderful position moving forward into this next five games. It's actually a group already before a ball was kicked. What we're saying, this is a group that Rangers should be getting out of now. Absolutely, I think you can be thinking about maybe topping the group. Because you have beat probably, in my opinion, you're, you've beat the best team in the group. So it's a, it's a, it was a good start. I just feel it was what everybody at Ibrox needed. Uh, and, and to go on with Tondo's chances, you know, uh, it was Hector Bellerin that was chasing him by the way, putting a little bit of pressure. It wasn't the Olafunwa or, or Liam Gordon that, with, with no disrespect to him. I mean, Hector Bellerin's a really, really fast player. You know, and he was chasing, putting under pressure, and he just snatched it. I felt the, the keeper actually read him a little bit. He could have maybe been a little bit more composed in his finish, but it was a, it was a moment where I think that's where the roof could have came off Ibrox that night. You know, and it was early in the game, and I just think at these types of moments, I said another course Rangers last night, which was the positive mm. thing, but you, you can't really afford it to be turning too many opportunities like that, particularly when things are not going well. Yeah, thank you to Justin. What about Jimmy in Yoker? What was your take on it all last night, Jimmy? I'm very pleased. The first half was 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 very poor. Second half we commanded it for the first whistle to the final whistle. But the, the first caller, Justin, that was on there, he said that the, the atmosphere was flat. Must have been. He must have been watching the telly. Maybe his wife was making him a cup of tea. Because he definitely wasn't at the game last night. We say that, that it was flat. The atmosphere was good. Good last night, and, and the overall performance, second half, Gordon was good. Um, and we got the result, which a lot of us, even including myself, we've not been playing that well. Like you beat me Celtic and PSV and things like that, and we've not been playing all that well. And we did, we went there last night with a wee bit of trepidation. Is it going to be another PSV? But we're coming we there last night, and um, we've beat the best team in the group. We're not going overboard, but we've got a chance to finish at least second, and um, we need to build on that and get on to the game this weekend against Motherwell. But I'm 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 really pleased. All the negative stuff that we've been getting the last three or four weeks, and it's you know a great result for us last night. So as I always say, onwards and upwards. Always support your team. If you've got negativity, well, stay in the house. Don't watch it anywhere else. Mm. At the same at the same time, you don't have to say everything's brilliant if it's no. not. But but listen, we won't split hairs on the, that right the now. Bottom line for me, you said statement win earlier in the season, yeah. earlier in the show. Is that Be- something for Michael would... Beale? It is yeah, yeah. because he, you know he lost at Kilmarnock, chaos. Lost to Celtic, pandemonium. Um, you know, even when he wins, it's not good enough. Uh, so, initially, when you think of La Liga team coming to Scottish Premiership team, and you think Scottish Premiership sides in Europe were not really renowned for doing great mm. things anymore, uh, and you, it's on a night when Celtic uh, have lost forty hours earlier 
Aberdeen lose, albeit bravely, to Eintracht Frankfurt. It's a win. A win for a Scottish mm. Premiership team, even though there were no Scots in it. Uh, so for Michael Beale, it had the look of turning a corner. Now, with respect to your boys from Motherwell, if he continues to turn the corner by turning over Motherwell, mm. then all of a sudden, things are looking much better for Michael I've Beale. told you before, Esco ain't no Lennon Miller. That's what you have to remember. I fully understand um, Jimmy, having said what Hugh did there, though, about you know Scottish Premiership teams... This kind of is what Rangers do at home in the Europa League, isn't it? Does it feel like they're consistently surprising you over the last few years? Well, we can go back and back, you know, uh, Rapid Vienna and games like that. And, you know, uh, these are nice islands that we'll go to the save, save I mean, There was a lot of talk there that, that Celtic get beat 2 nothing. They are a rubbish team. You know what I mean? They, you know, they, they could have won the game. They get two goals chopped off, and you know, they're trying to make it out excuses that Celtic get beat with a rubbish team and they should have beat them. As Hughes rightly said, we beat a La Liga team. You've got to take heart for that. You know, I know there's been a lot of negativity, but look, we can build on that, Gordon. And and against your team on Sunday, we hope to hope to build on that again. But it's it's just going to be uh, small building bricks here to try and get the season uh, restarted again. We're only four points behind Celtic. Yeah, I know that they'll probably win the more against our so-called bogey team, and it could be seven points before we kick a ball on Sunday. But I'm confident that this will be turned over, um, and, and we'll manage to, to, to challenge uh, for the league for, come the end of the season. And, and let's, I mean, guys like Justin, for me, just to come on, first caller and be so negative about being so flat and the atmosphere was poor, and we, we were lucky to win. Luck sometimes comes into football. We all know that, and I think we got the we, we rubbed the green last night, and and it worked for us. So I'm I'm really happy. But we'll, we'll beat the best team in the group, and I've over twelve points for me gets us at least second place, at least second place, and I think we'll beat Limassol home and away, and we'll we'll, we'll definitely uh, beat um, what do you call it? Sparta Prague home. And that gives us about 12 points, Gordon. We will so see. That. Good Please man, Jimmy. We'll leave it there because I'm a bit late for the travel, but thanks for sharing your thoughts and you can share your thoughts as well. Very different mood from those first two callers. So which camp are you in? 01419511025. Let us know right now and we'll hear from Michael Beale next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I don't mean to alarm you, but during the travel news when Stephen Mill pointed out that Shania Twain was at the Hydro, Hugh Keevan started quoting Shania Twain's song. So the quicker you call up and move the subject back onto football the less Kenny Miller might have to listen to that. So you'd be doing us a At least a they know who Shania Twain is, and it's no Avril Lavigne. Exactly. Well, Craig's. Craig's the niece. Yep. Oh, part of the family she is. <laughs> You've become well accustomed now, I'm sure. Uh, right, let's go back to the phones, because Gareth is a Rangers fan on the line. Gareth, how did you feel about last night then? Good evening, Gordon. Panel, you OK? Good. good. You? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, last night, um, yeah, Rangers weren't really that great in the first half, but... The main thing is, we came out in the second half, played a lot better, and we got the, the win on the night, so that was the, the main point, really. Yeah, well, let's hear from Michael Beale, Gareth Will, you're on, to see what the difference was. He says he told the players they needed to commit 100% to the game 
at half time he said he, you know, he saw a much better display after the break and wants more of that going forward well done to the players. I thought first half, uh, we had a couple of big moments, certainly with Rabi running away. It was something that we looked at. Uh, he had another chance at the far post in the second half as well, making a run that we wanted inside the fullback. At that moment, when he goes through, you're thinking, are you going to be sat here tonight talking about that moment? We had another chance at the end of the first half as well between Kamar and, and, um, and Abdullah. In between that, I didn't think we showed enough belief with the ball. Defensively, we were OK. But with the ball, we didn't show enough belief. I explained that to the team at half-time. Step over the line. Commit to the game. Really commit. Not half. Not seven out of ten. Commit to the game, everybody. And and uh, I'm telling you, in that changing room there, it's, it's worth it tonight. Uh, but at full second half, we were much better. We were much better everywhere. And, and the goal typified the passion because... For everybody else, it's just a goal off a set play. For us, it's four contacts. You know, we win the first header, the second, the third. We're there. Two players are pushing it in. And in tight games, they're some of the things that we need to do more often. Were you one of the Rangers fans who feared the worst going into last night, Gareth, because of the start to the season? Or were you in the other camp that, th- that thought, well, you know, Rangers win these games in the Europa League? Um, I've called up before and I said my point about, um, obviously... There's six games in the Europa League and I was obviously we can't drop any more points in the SPL but like last night's game I thought we're at home so whatever he said to he's got two weeks to sort that out and then back to the plane and stuff so at the end of the day you've got to trust your manager and just get behind him so I was quite confident in last night's game really There's absolutely no downside to winning a European tie against a team from La Liga and moving forward, no downside whatsoever. And I thought last night, Jack Butland, when uh, Rangers were up against it, proved that he is without question the best signing that Rangers made in the close season. Uh, I thought Ben Davies continues to look a much better, more comfortable player in a Rangers jersey. People thought that his time at Ibrox might have been up. Instead, he's moving forward. So, no downside Terrific start, and now Rangers have to continue from there with their domestic football and Motherwell. Who stood out for you, Kenny? Yep, I thought uh, I thought Kamar Roof has made a big difference to since he's came back into the team. Whether it be playing off a striker like he played at Ross County, he was kind of off Dessers a little bit, maybe just more off the left. Uh, last week at St Johnston, he, was, he looked like he was playing a little bit more withdrawn role behind Danilo before Danilo went off. Uh, and I th- last night he was right up through the middle which I think he's, he's probably best at that but I, fe- I felt and I do feel he's made a big difference to the way Rangers attack they do look a bit more threatening uh, he will score goals there's absolutely no doubt about it he got his goal against Ross County very unfortunate since he's a couple of goals ruled out so he's uh, I, th- I just think he's made a big difference and I'm right I, I agree with, uh, with yourself I think Ben Davies did look pretty commanding last night you know he's not really set the header on fire in a Rangers jersey up until this moment but I felt last night he was really really strong he was aggressive he dealt with the threat that was there by the attacking players of, of Betis and also thought John Lundstrom had a good night I thought he had a good night in the middle of midfield mm. Is there something about these nights that, that suit him you know is, does he almost embody that, that that theory that we're talking about that even when Rangers are not that convincing domestically because we're now not dealing with a small sample size you know we're not talking about the odd game here and there and, you know, as we love to do in this country with the rivalry, we say, ah, but they're, they're not very good and, and they're not really good. But 
the record now really just it, it does just speak for itself in the Europa League, doesn't it? What is it, thirty-one games played? I think in the Europa League, you know, since sort of Steven Gerrard came in um, and lost three. <laughs> like that, that's that's such a big sample that you can't be fluking that, surely? Not at all. And we've went through the list of teams that have, have come to Ibrox over the, over that 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 spell. Uh, some brilliant teams in terms of Leipzig, Braga, Dortmund, PSV have been twice. Feyenoord too, obviously beat Celtic the other night. Porto, Villarreal. I think the ones that kind of stand out that were maybe significantly better, maybe Leverkusen, Leon were, were definitely mm-hmm. better uh, on the night. But look, you say it's 30, 30 odd games. That the Rangers are more than competitive when it comes to this level. Uh, and and to go back onto Lundstrom, he was absolutely outstanding over that run to Europa League final. And I think last night he needed to be really good because in the absence of Cantwell and Raskan, like it's he needed to step up. You know, he had someone who's I don't know playing maybe four or five games for Rangers sitting next to him in Cifuentes, who also I thought he'd done pretty well as well. Uh, John Loomson needed to and it's not only like when I look at John I think these nights suit him because maybe Rangers are not going to have as much of the ball and he's a real physical animal he can cover the ground quickly and he's, he's got a good size and, and, and physicality about him but I felt he took a real responsibility in the ball last night as well so he did so yeah I thought I thought he had a good mm-hmm. night Gareth and you know football doesn't stand still unfortunately for very long and there's a big game just around the corner how important is it that that does become a a bit of a platform for this season that, that Rangers can can try and build on and you know and improve going forward. Well, when when on on Sunday and then he's he's got Livingston on Wednesday, then Aberdeen at home again. So he's got to go forward now and and get them points in the bag and let's challenge for all the competitions we're left in and go forward. Kind of all, okay, is that all you can really do, Hugh? Because you'll remember, well, this time last week, one week ago, yeah. must win, yeah. must beat St. Johnson tomorrow was the mood from you, from the callers, yeah. from everybody. And then once Michael Beale does beat St. Johnson, it's sort of, well, all right, right, fine. It was a win, but, but you know, it was St. Johnson. So let's let's see what happens midweek. I guess the only way for Michael Beale to start removing that stuff is to just let this be the start of a run. It's must win for Brendan Rodgers. Tomorrow I know but we'll get to him Yeah, yeah but that, that, that's the fascination of the weekend for me You have two scenarios One is that Celtic win at Livingston And are seven points clear before Rangers kick off Which puts a certain amount of pressure on Rangers Albeit they're at home Or Celtic drop points And Ibrox all of a sudden becomes Michael Beale's chance To narrow the gap between Rangers and Celtic Which is the most important thing for the fans of Rangers and Celtic uh, so it's fascinating tomorrow and Sunday. Mm. Specifically on Michael Beale though, Kenny, that you know he has adult he's had a lot of stick this season. Is is that is it just like, you know, is, is time the, the only healer here? Does this need to turn into five wins in a row, six wins in a row, and then that's when you truly move beyond that stuff? That, that's that, see see when you're see when you're being kinda you're, you're taking a step back and actually looking at that week pre the international break. Mm. You're playing PSV, who are a very good team away from. It wasn't just the defeat; it was the manner of the defeat, right? And I understand the frustrations and the and the anger behind that. It's then an old firm defeat, which everything's heightened. You know, it's a game that was, there was not a lot in the game. You know, Celtic took a, t- took their chance. Rangers missed three or four chances. So did Celtic, to be honest with you, in the first half. I get it, but it was quite a level game. I think a draw might have been a fair result in that day. But Celtic got the win, no problem. That puts a lot of pressure on Michael after that week. He talked about seven games in twenty-two days before St Johnston. 
I look at the games and I thought last night was always going to be the toughest one. But there's a real opportunity with the domestic games. and So they dealt with St Johnston last week. It's Motherwell on Sunday. They've then got Livingston and the third competition that they're going to play in six days. And then Aberdeen at home, Arison, St Mirren in the league again. That is an opportunity now, after last night, to take... To, take, mm. to build momentum up, to put one and one, and before before Hugh goes on, it's a chance also to to, to build momentum. Hey, listen, you're not getting carried away with the Rangers' performance. It's small steps in the right direction, but they need to be taking these small steps consistently while still winning. And I think this run of games gives them a big chance to do that. Big game Sunday against Motherwell. Uh, I would put it in the category of must not lose because it's at home and the Rangers fans expect a win. Livy in the Via Play Cup. I am an old-fashioned guy. I believe that if Celtic go out of a competition, Rangers should win it. Mm. And this is vital for Michael Beale that he wins the Via Play Cup and he has to be the overwhelming favourite. John is on the line. What was key to the win last night, John? Uh, good evening, uh, Gordon, Hugh, Kenny. Before I go on my point, uh, well, I apologise to Kenny. I stopped him for a photo the other day and I didn't know how to work my phone. It's on video. It's on video. <laughs> on the Street. Do you remember it well, Kenny? I, I do. I've been in here with Hugh Kevins, and I'm a technophobe as well. But I'm not that bad that I could see the video along the bottom <laughs> of the screen. You know, so John just. Uh, uh, it, 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 was, it was holding me back I had some work to do or something John I was on the way on the move so it was uh, it just took a little bit of time but it's listen, just like with the Nokia anyway it could be yeah, worse I do apologise I Kenny. could take your picture oh, out, Kenny. I don't know if you could with that you could <laughs> no I could knock you out with it though uh, John anyway what was the key to last night who's yeah, impressing I you point. Uh, I was at the game and uh, last, since uh, the start of the season came out with coming back in and I mean, it's an old cliche about being like a new player, but how long he's been out, he has been like a new player, and keeping him fit is going to be vital for Rangers because we've signed three or four forward players who are still to click, still to gel, but Kim Arbuth, last even the Celtic game, obviously, the goal we get chopped off, he just looks technically the best player Rangers have got up front, and last night his passes and even the corner but it's obviously well, uh, well rehearsed and he hits a shot and it comes back and keeping him fit I mean three games for him in a week nearly was, was unheard of well, uh, a few months ago so I'm just glad that he's back he's playing he's not going down wee niggle injuries and see when the guy kicked him last night I was like here we go again it's a double-edged sword with Kamar Roof, isn't it? Because on the one hand, uh, you know, John's absolutely correct. He has made a tremendous difference and Kenny has spoken about his high regard for Kamar Roof. And I can hear other voices saying, what, you spend all that money on Dessers <laughs> and Danilo and Lammers and you end up with a guy who was there anyway. But that's the yeah. fact of the matter. Right now, Kamar Roof is your best bet. And that's going to be the challenge, isn't it, Kenny? Because can he keep playing? Can you can you keep him going to the well right now? Whereas John says that's been a, that's been difficult in the last few seasons. Um, and if you can't, because as we were mentioning, you know, three games in six days and whatever. If you can't, are the others going to start contributing as effectively as he does in that attacking third? Well, as it stands at the moment, you would have to say no. You know, I mean, I think Danilo looked okay last week. I thought he got off to a good start in the game. He got his goal, yeah. but he's gone now. You sure. know, he's probably going to be done till after the international break, at least. So, it's uh, you're going to need Kamar Roof. But what I think you've seen from Seema when he came on against St Johnston, like it wasn't Dessers that Michael turned to, it was Seema. And I mm. think he did make an impact on the game by running long. You know, that's his game. And it's it's really important when you play players, you need to play to their strengths. You know, you need to give them the type of service that he wants. Like last night, I felt he was, 
I don't think at this moment in time as a, as a young player his strength's actually receiving the ball way back to goal he's far better and I think that's an obvious statement when he's running onto things and he's seen that at the early part of the St Johnston game so you're going to need Roof you know and that's what big players do they need to keep churning the games out unfortunately for Roof he's not really had that mm. run to get a game since he came to the Rangers a, a wee concern for me is, is why Lawrence went off you know because he's another one that's came back after a year uh, and, and came off hopefully it's only cramp but if it's a little injury He's another one that's going to miss him. I mean, you're throwing Lawrence and Cantwell and Raskin. I mean, you're going to need Roof. You're going to need Roof mm-hmm. to keep kind of leading that line or at least being somewhere along that front line because he's impacted the game so much for Rangers in an attacking sense. Yeah, John, is there still, you know, you confident there's more to come from the other attacking options? Or, you know, it was a good win last night, but do you still have your, your fears? I hope so, but I feel as if. It's like stop start a lot of them. There's no there's a lot of rotation in the squad. Dessel's the one that was getting probably more starts than others. Uh, Lammers, I think technically he is a great gonna be a great player, but he's got to have players running off him. Uh, Danilo, he scores a great goal last week, he gets injured. Sima, he's on loan, so if it doesn't work out it's it's not a big gamble for us because he can go back to his parent club. But other ones have come back in and have looked like new players, like obviously Matondo a couple of chances last night. Uh, obviously, Suter, he was playing well, and then Davis has come in and he didn't look at a place last night. Uh, but there is, I think there's still a lot to come. I know you don't get a lot of time to gel for when you play, come to Glasgow to play for one of the big two, so you've got to hit the ground running. But I feel there is, there is more to come. And there's, I mean, other players were saying, like Dill, a couple of games, he's injured, Stirling. He's obviously not going to get many starts because he's a right-back and right-backs are captain. So there is other players to come in, but uh, I would say the best player we've signed this season is Butland. The way he's playing the new, wouldn't it be a character for him to get back into the England squad how good he's playing for Rangers since he's come in? And there was people at the start of the season saying McCauley should get a chance and Butland has come in and he's answered all the critics. Good man, John. Thank you very much. We will leave it there. It's a great time for you to call, by the way. So why not do it right now? 0141-951-1025. If you want to look ahead uh, to tomorrow's action in the Premiership, it all starts at Livingston. So Celtic fans, how do you feel about those games? Is that still considered a tough place to go? Is it the type of place uh, that strikes fear into you? Or did Ange Postacoglu's side over the last couple of seasons blow that away? Let us know right now if you can. Get your thoughts in ahead of Livingston and let me tell you about this. Well done to Eileen Who was at work when she got the phone call Worth £80,000 And make me a winner Honestly You thought thought getting the call for Beat the Pundit Was exciting Steady here (laughs) Um, She's heading towards retirement So this will be a massive boost to her fund Plus her son Connor Is hoping to get in the property ladder as well We could make you the winner of £82,000 on Monday Straight into your bank account after the call But you need to be in the draw So text YES to 61025 Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com And online entries £2 as well Or call 0330 8804523 Those calls are charged at a standard rate All the rules for this network competition are online It is over 18s only So if you get the call from us after 3pm on Monday Which is the 25th Answer within 5 rings Say make me a winner straight away And the 82 grand 
could be yours what a chance that is remember if you're a winner over the next week the money will be in your bank account straight after the call so text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here it's 0141-951-1025 or you can tweet us as well at Clyde S. SB Hugh Keevan Celtic have won their last two trips to Livingston yep. the five before that though were all winless should it still be considered a really tough place for Celtic to go tomorrow it's a or unique, do we make too much of those things well, it's a unique occasion tomorrow because there are lots of players there who have no experience of Livy uh, even Ange Postacoglu lost at Livingston You know, one of his very early games as Celtic manager first season there lost 1-0 um, it, it's just problematic you, my heart would sink if I was a player and I, you got there to look at the pitch and all the rest of it but Celtic have quality that Livy don't have it should be a comfortable win for Celtic there but you've got the aftermath of Feyenoord you've got the fact that there are players there like Yang for example or whoever comes in Louis Palmer Paolo Bernardo, whoever, they might just not get it first time around. But it is must win for Brendan Rodgers. They they have to take that seven point lead over Rangers and see if it spooks Rangers in any way. Both sets of evidence, if you like, are there, Kenny. Take the last two trips there under Ange Postacoglu. If you're a good team with good players and you play well and you do your thing, you can win. It, it's, it's not a problem. Um, the five games before that obviously show you how tough it can be. Yeah, and listen, don't underestimate like the, the impact that the surface has. You know, I mean, if you're, you're talking about Livingston surface, you could also talk about Kilmarnock. Last year, it's 4-0 after 28 minutes or whatever. It's, this season, it's I mean, the lose out in the cup, you know. So it is, it's tough when you're trying to move the ball about. I mean, you're actually hoping for rain. <laughs> so the, the, so mm. the surface stays nice and slick and you can move it across the surface pretty quickly the way Celtic and Brendan Rodgers will want to play. But it will be a tough game. David Martindale's got a good record against, against Celtic in terms of wins obviously a lot of draws not, and not just at Livingston also at Celtic Park as yeah, well couple, so he'll be right up for it he'll have his team ready and prepared to actually go to war you know and, and, and that's what it'll be and, uh, and, and they'll make it tough and, and one thing's for sure if Celtic do come away with a win they'll have to play well and they'll have they'll have earned mm. the three points at, at five o'clock tomorrow or two o'clock tomorrow you imagine Joel Nubley looking forward to taking on uh, Liam Scales and Gustav Lagabielka in fairness there's no doubt who's the better player right now and it's not Lyra Biel you had him at the team last week you saw you did remember uh, listen, a lot of changes <laughs> in a week let's bring in Edward who's in Haddington as a Celtic fan Edward is it is it the type of place yeah. that gives you a bit of worry ahead of tomorrow or are we overdoing it no I think yeah I think there'll be a wee bit of worry there um, the Livy boys will be well up for it and I think we as the voice says we'll always get a hard game going there with the pitch and everything and Got another point on it. I think if we play like we played against Firenord, I think we'll get beat. It's messing about at the back, and you know, goalies running along the byline, trying to clear the ball, putting each other under tremendous pressure. Um, I don't see any need for it, so it must come from the coaching. And then you've got them on the social media saying he needs more quality players. How many players do you need? You know, surely it's about coaching. And that ain't, that ain't coaching players like that, like he done against Fernoid. That was ridiculous. I had to switch it off. It's making my nerves bad. 
It was hard. <laughs> Football does that to you. I mean, what do you want Celtic to do, though, Edward? Just kick it up the pitch? No, there's got to be a happy balance. I mean, Man City don't even put their cell on. They play it from the back, and they don't They do not do it as risky as that. Oh, they do. Oh, I see oh, Ederson do. doing Cruyff's on the touch line and what have you, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's technically I've got better players. Surely he knows that. Yeah, I know, but then Livy are not as good as the teams Man City are playing, I, so it's relative, that- but... I'm guessing that Edward, no, in I terms of age, it, is nearer to me than to you two. Try to see old guys like kicking the ball up the pitch, and old young guys, guys don't. Old guys think, why are they messing about there? Why are they not just getting that out of there? And you know, at t- at times you do feel like a dinosaur, thinking, well, but it's the modern day way of playing I, the game. I just feel like it's more than that, though, Kenny. For me, cause I don't really care. I don't, doesn't make any odds to me what way teams play, but it just feels like we get very entrenched on it. Right, so people maybe like Edward or others will have basically already decided that that is the cause of your ills. As an example, that's not why Celtic lost the game the other night. It's not no. remotely why Celtic lost the game the other no. night. But no. if you've already decided that playing the ball out from the back is bad and evil and nasty, and then you don't get the result, you join those two together and you project that that is the reason well, that you, it took place. You look at Lager Bielka at Ibrox, uh, where he got the foul given but could have cost Celtic a goal and uh, you know I can understand Edward saying that he had to turn it off because his nerves were bad uh, Lagerbielka mm. would make you nervous uh, he's yeah. yet to get up to the speed of it but all here. like I say it's the, it's, the, it's the preconception though because you won't remember the time you won't remember the time that Celtic decide to just kick it long but Goldson headers it straight back and then someone runs through and scores you won't remember that that came as a result of the kick up the park surely that's the point listen one thing's for sure, Gus. There's no way Brendan Rodgers has told Lager Bielko to dwell on the ball and no, get caught. There's no way he's told him to give the ball away. These are the individual mistakes that the Edwards obviously and the Edwards alluding to, and they're, they're putting themselves mm. in situations. And you know what? It's why it's because they're not doing what they should be doing well enough. That's, you know, that's not fixed missed, by just ab- kicking it away. Absolutely not. It's not just fixed by kicking it away because also there is the flip side to it when Celtic play about and maybe do and Edwards words mess about with it at the back then it finds its way into Callum McGregor in an acre of space. He slides a, a, a incredible pass through for a bad that run on who who cuts it back for Kugel who, who should score in the Old Firm game. So there's, uh, there, there's Edwards right in a, in a sense that there's got to be a balance to it. So when you're playing that way there has to be some kind of uh, injection of pace there needs to be a bit of penetration and it needs to amount to something What when it normally doesn't it's when someone or makes a misplaced mm. pass which invites pressure or the goalkeeper has to chase a long touchline to retrieve a pass then you're under pressure that's when you need a player to take responsibility to fix it you know, and that might be by the way, right? You know what? We're getting out of the danger and we're regrouping because we're not going to lose mm. a goal through it. You know, well, I mean, it's the drama that comes with that, though. Like I say, that that be, it's bad for Edward's nerves. He says, yeah. and everyone remembers it. But you won't remember the time you just launched it aimlessly up the pitch, and then the other team got the ball anyway. You know what I mean? It's like it's a yeah. we're still not quite used, or some people aren't used to it. Yeah, clearly. As I say, it's the way the game is played in the modern day. Edward's nerves will be bad because Joe Hart, with the ball at his feet, would make anyone nervous. Mm. Uh, and Lagerbielka, uh, at the moment, has got to get out of the habit of dwelling on the ball, uh, but. It's the way Brendan Rodgers will insist that Celtic play the game. And, you know, that doesn't make Brendan Rodgers a bad coach. It makes him a modern-day coach who's putting his trust in the players to carry out that style of play. Does it not just show you how much goes into a game, though, Edward? Because if Kyogo does his wall in the job, uh, his job in the wall, 
and maybe Joe Hart's a bit sharper and then Lagerbielk and home don't make rash decisions are we maybe on tonight talking about how Celtic got their game plan spot on? Listen, I don't first I, I don't think it should be long ball punting out of the park and I don't think that's the reason we got beat but I do think it causes nervousy, nervous I think it played, especially the boy Scales who's done really well but they kept doing the exact same thing and all Fernow done was push plenty of men up the park and we couldn't play out of it Edward, if you, McGregor, there was no way out of it If you turned it off, how can you tell us how they played? <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched the first half And I genuinely did turn it off We went and we got a far Then turned it back on and watched Edward, the rest Edward, <laughs> honestly, listen I hope for your <laughs> sake, Edward, it's more If you it back on, then it go back off <laughs> Just for you, Edward, I hope it's more straightforward at the weekend Just I can't have, I, I don't want to be worrying about you I can't have that in my conscience Anyway, thank you well, to honestly, Edward worrying about, I've been thinking about it for days <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to sound like a hater, but ever since I couldn't believe it when we went backwards getting Brendan Rodgers. I couldn't believe it. Edward. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get my head around it. Tranquilo, Edward. Tranquilo. Edward, Edward, Edward. Have a good weekend either way. It's that time of the night already for us. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit's bad for my nerves, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's been quite the week, so let's see if we can finish on a high for you listeners. It's 01419511025, and the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025. So join in if you can. We kicked off, as you would expect, looking back on last night's win for Rangers at Ibrox. So what did you make of it? Uh, we've had a, a bit of everything so far um, in terms of positives and negatives. So get your thoughts over. Any Aberdeen fans? Any that have made their way back from Frankfurt? It would be nice to hear from you on last night as well. Uh, and just before the break, we moved on a bit to Celtic's trip to Livy tomorrow. It used to be a really tough record there. Started getting some wins in recent times, Celtic fans. So is it uh, a difficult play? Is it still considered that? Do you still think on the Friday night, I've got a bit of the fear about this trip to Livingston or are those days gone? Let us know right now if you can and we'll play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, it is beat the pundit time. I was going to say pressure's off, but maybe it's the opposite because you don't have to save the week for your colleagues like you often do, but you can secure a whitewash for the pundits this week. Hugh Keevens won a tiebreaker on Wednesday. Wednesday. Gordon Dale won one on Tuesday. He even won in normal time if you like last night and Andy Halliday won on Monday so don't mess up um, Paul's in Erskine how's it going Paul? I'm not bad mate how are you? yeah not bad at all Paul have you ever played before? I've not no. yeah, right let's find out who your victim is if it's heads it'll be Hugh Keevans tails it is Kenny Miller and it is heads it's Hugh Keevans up against Paul in Erskine so let's give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to and turn it up nice and loud please we'll give Paul, 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can, Paul. And if you'd rather pass and move on, that's fine with me, OK? Right, no worries. Let's go. Your time starts now. In what town do Wraith Rovers play their home games? Uh, Kirkcaldy. What is the biggest football stadium in Scotland? Celtic Park. Who scored Aberdeen's goal against Eintracht Frankfurt last night? Paul Vara. Which team are currently top of League Two in Scotland? Oh, Pass. Who played the most games in goal for Hearts last season? Sander Clark. What's the name of Partick Thistle's mascot? 
Aye. Who's the current manager of Scotland women's team? Aye. Okay, okay, okay. Let's bring back Hugh Evans. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Good. Same set of questions. 30 seconds on the clock. And your time starts now. In what town do Wraith Rovers play their home games? Kirkcaldy. What is the biggest football stadium in Scotland? Celtic Park. Who scored Aberdeen's only goal against Eintracht Frankfurt? Polvara. Which team are currently top of Scottish League 2? Bonnerig Brewers. Who played the most games in goal for Hearts last season? Um, Xander Clark. What is the name of Partick Thistle's mascot? Kingsley Who is the manager Of Scotland women's team um, Oh I knew you'd panic on that Because the time's up Marco No 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Let's find out How Paul felt it went Paul uh, I think he's beat me By a couple there mm, You both knew Kirkcaldy uh, Last I checked Gordon Dale's not allowed Within 20 miles of Kirkcaldy After you know The 90s yeah, yeah, of course. So um, we better leave that there Celtic Park is the biggest in Scotland, you both knew that. I feel like you definitely got it. Paul was like kind of close. I don't know. Will we give him it? Paul Vara. Paul said something along those lines. I don't think yeah, something yeah, along those lines <laughs> constitutes uh, a correct answer. Not to worry, because Bonnie Rig Rose, that's when I knew you were on form tonight. See, when you started producing Bonnie Rig Rose, I thought this man knows his stuff. You go one in front. Interestingly, you both went Xander Clark. Craig Gordon played one more than Xander oh. Clark last season, apparently. Um, so there we go. Uh, Kingsley is the mascot. You can picture him as well, can't you, Paul? Aye, I can. Aye, oh, I just typical. don't know his name. Uh, so Hugh stretches his lead. And the name you were looking for was Pedro Martinez Losa. Ah. So there we go. It didn't matter in the end. One, two, three, four, five, three win for Hugh Keevens and a clean sweep. For the pundits Never mind that Paul Let's talk football You're a Celtic fan What are you thinking tomorrow Is Livingston still a A scary place to go uh, It's a bit of a tricky one isn't it uh, Just the park I think man. I hate, hate when we go there In that park But I think we'll win anyway So European uh, hangovers Paul Are they a thing Does that does that play into it What does the reaction Need to look like From Tuesday Don't know I actually thought Celtic Were alright In the first half anyway um, But I just sort of Fell apart in the second half But I think we'll go and win tomorrow. Cut our goals. It kind of leads us back to what the previous caller said, Kenny. Just feel like we sometimes forget you can lose football games in different ways. Just because you lost doesn't mean the game plan was totally wrong. <clears throat> doesn't mean obviously it's hard to say that it was completely right. But you know you can either get the game plan wrong or you, you get it okay, as Paul says, and then you really mess up some big moments, which is probably what what Celtic did. The goal they conceded, the, the red cards. Um, do, do you buy into that? The sort of hangover thing is that Does this make Is it harder to go to Livingston this week Than it would be if you didn't have a Champions League game I suppose is what I'm asking I, I would say it is and When you factor the travelling mm-hmm. You know And it's a, it's a defeat You know So And it's, it's not even so much about The venue and the pitch I mean, Celtic are no playing at the top of their game You know So they're, they're, they're a few notches down For probably the Like the best version of themselves That they are at the moment So it's uh, that, that that makes it tougher and you throw in like like you say you've got a European game playing Saturday Wednesday Saturday is not a big deal but when you factor in travelling and flights and everything that goes along with that again I don't know what Celtic schedule is do they fly back straight after the game and get back did, yeah. so they're getting back in the early hours uh, of Thursday morning what, what, what is their next two days training like obviously you would much rather have a clean week to prepare for games you know so that's obvious so it does become a little bit tougher I'd say but when you're 
when you're Celtic, when you're Aberdeen, when you're Rangers and you're playing in Europe, that's what you fight through the season for, mm. to achieve these nights that, so you've got the opportunities to play in the Champions League. So Celtic will have to deal with it. My bigger concern would be how they're actually playing like domestically. They've not been quite at the top of the game. They're not this free-flowing team that maybe everyone expected mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers to put on the pitch. The word they'd use is the unconvincing. I've yet to see a convincing 90 minutes from Celtic. Uh, but the positives, Alistair Johnson back and looking great. Liam Scales, no one would have thought that Liam Scales would be a, a, an important part of the Celtic team this season, but he has become so. Uh, they need him tomorrow and Johnson and Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, who has the goal-scoring touch at the moment. They need Kyogo to remain fit. Don't let him anywhere near the defensive wall, but keep him up there doing what he does best. And Maeda always will put in a shift. Celtic ought to beat Livingston. There ought not to be this subconscious fear of the place. Um, be interesting to see, you know, sort of team-wise, there are some absolute stick-ons, but, you, you know, um, the, the emotional side of it, Lager Bielka, does he need an arm around the shoulder? Brendan Rodgers talked about inexperience. Does he still, does he play? Does, does Nat Phillips come back? Does Nat Phillips return from injury? Um, depend on the f- the, the, the astro surface. Yeah. Um, you know, others home. Um, sorry, mentioned him. Yang um, has has been an option there, of course. And Luis Palma started the other night, and we've not seen much of Bernardo. And then Turnbull has gone from being the kind of starting one to the one that doesn't even get on the other night, and home does before the red card. Do you expect a you know a change team? You know, I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, what I would say is, I think both. Old firm teams are at this moment searching for their best team, you know, and I think it's their managers are changing and rotating because there's guys that are not performing at the top of their game and they're making themselves stick ones. Like you say, Johnson will play, Scales will play, Taylor will play, McGregor will play, O'Reilly will play, Kyogo will play, Maeda will play. There's two or three spots that are going to be question marks. So Lagerbelko being one of them because he's not hit the ground on at all. But what are the options? I think Nat Phillips coming back in. And like you say, when you're playing on these surfaces, that's when you do have to think, well, can we throw him back into the game on that surface? So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the team selection. But we've talked about Rangers should beat Motherwell. Celtic need to go and beat Livingston. Yeah. You know, that's it. You're, I mean, you've talked about budgets in the European games mm-hmm. and everything like, there's no comparison between Livingston and Celtic, so Celtic should go there and As win David Martindale would let you know. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and he's quite right so, to go yeah. on about it because he, you know, he, he does a fantastic job of keeping Livy in the division. But Celtic have already gone out of a cup tournament on an artificial surface. They cannot be dropping points on an artificial surface and saying, ah, it's all to do with plastic pitches. Part of mm. it has to do with you into the bargain and the, the, the gulf in class between Livy and Celtic is enormous and they have to prove that is the case. And Brendan Rodgers though said yesterday, Kenny, you can't just lump them together because they're different artificial surfaces. Yeah, yeah so. but equally, like you can't because they are different and I think when you speak to people when they turn up at one, they say it is completely to, to the, the different one. The bottom line is it's not a grass pitch, mm. you know, and... With that comes its challenges, you know, like, again, whether it's raining or not, whether it, there's no way Livingston are going to be putting the sprinklers on it, that's for sure. They're going to want it as dry as possible so that ball spins differently, it bounces differently, it, it doesn't, it probably takes a good couple of seconds to move across the, the back line and through the lines than what it would on a grass pitch, particularly like Celtic Park, it's a carpet, so... 
it's uh, yeah, it's not the same, but effectively it, it brings up the same challenges. Thank heavy, you. heavy rain warning for tomorrow, incidentally. There we go. Keep okay, your umbrella looked out. Thank you to Paul and Erskine. It wasn't to be on Beat the Pundit. Uh, let's bring in David, who is a Celtic fan on the line as well. How are you feeling this week, David, with everything going on? Look, um, I was firmly in the really, really glad to see Brendan Rodgers come back to Celtic. I thought we were really, really lucky to get him back. But it just feels as if this season, he's not really enthusing me very much with the way he speaks um, about how we're inexperienced, young players, you know what I mean, money and premiership and all that stuff. I mean, last last night, um, AK Athens won at Brighton. Um, there's nothing to say that you can't go away away to Premiership teams or, or teams and, and, and get results. I just feel there's like a defeatist tone in them when it comes to the Champions League. Um, I mean, last season, I was, I was genuinely thinking we could get someone to burn about. And this season, you're, you're hiding behind the curtain watching the Pioneers. There seems to be a wee bit of a shift that I think Scotty's got to start reigniting and, and, and speaking speaking a bit more a bit more encouragingly, I think, Rogers. We've got we've got Edward earlier on whose nerves are bad watching Celtic. Now David's hiding behind the curtains watching Celtic. Uh you know, against Feyenoord, Celtic were acquitting themselves well. And then at the worst possible time, just before half time, they lose a very bad goal from a free kick. Then, second half, two players are off. It, it wasn't a disastrous performance from Celtic. There were many good elements to it, but a defeat is a defeat. And on that, let me ask David, because th- how much difference does it make to you, David, then? Because presumably you're referencing Ange Postacoglu and he was bullish and he had you believing you could get something in the Bernabeu, but that didn't happen either. So d- d- does it does it really matter? Is it not just all about the result? I know, I know it didn't. I know it didn't. But see me see some of the faces I played that we had um, in, in all of the group games in the Champions League last year. There were times when the other teams couldn't cope with us. Um, we didn't capitalise on it. But, but in every game, there was times where we were just passing through teams um, and looked look apart and looked like if we'd have just kept, kept on with that sort of a belief that we can go anywhere and do anything, then eventually it would result in. And, and I want I just don't think Brendan believes as much as what Ange did. I think the school of thought that everything Ange was great and everything Brendan is questionable. Ange, four goals, two points, bottom of the group, no Europa League. So it's hardly a story of sustained success. I concede that Celtic have not played a convincing 90 minutes in any game, in any competition under Brendan Rodgers since he returned. But it's a bit early to be pressing the panic button and hiding behind the curtains, David. Kenny? Yeah, and I think also when you when you talk about it, and, and David's right, there was a bit of excitement watching Celtic in the, in the Champions League last year because of how they went about, about their business. Again, there is injuries to that team, to, 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 to key players. You know, also they're missing Jota, who was a big part of that attacking attacking trio at the top end of Celtic's pitch. So, and even as much as they're defensive players, I think Starfield and uh, Carter Vickers, they understood how they wanted to play. They, they could actually, particularly Carter Vickers, he had a pass on him through lines as well. So he was really, really comfortable taking the ball and playing it a certain way 
better than obviously what Lager Bielka is at this moment in time so there is personnel issues obviously at Celtic but I, I get it I can understand why David's frustrated because you're playing Real Madrid and that first half an hour at Celtic Park was it was a, a fantastic game of football where Celtic were actually probably dominating uh, one of the biggest teams in Europe you know probably should have taken the lead in, in the game so there was a, a good sense from Celtic fans last year that going into every game there was excitement or there was a, mm. a sense of we're going to be well, we've got a chance here in any game where at the moment and I think it's also coupled by the domestic form you know because they are not at the peak of their powers at this moment uh, but it is going to take time like you say it is a new team like Brendan's been more and actually maybe a lack of quality even though they've signed in, sorry they've signed nine players so that's pr- clearly at both sides of the, of the city at the moment it is going to take time to find firstly probably the right team secondly to get everybody back fully fit that you could choose for your strongest team and then get that team performing to a level that the fans are going to be happy with How do you feel about a trip to Livingston tomorrow David? Well, it's probably summed it up definitely earlier. I mean, the last last two games we had, we, <laughs> sorry you, it looked as if um, we'd, we'd obviously mastered it. Um, but, you know, I mean, Brendan had these issues at Livingston the last time. And, and let's, let's face it, it's just it's a hard place to play. So, Celtic will do well to get three points. It'll be a big three points. If it, and, and I think we'll just share it 2-1. Thank you very much. That was David on the line, 01419511025. It's not far away from kickoff between England and Scotland women as well. And we've got a full time teaser for these two next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time of the night when you send the questions in and the pundits try and come up with your answers. So let's see what they can come up with tonight. Let's get the question up and running. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Tackle your customers' spaces with made-to-measure wardrobes. Okay, thank you to Jim in Houston for this one. I don't know if it's the Houston just along the road or the one Texas. in Texas. Yeah. We'll just, um, I suspect the one closer to home. But you never know, you two are worldwide superstars after all. We have definitely had variations of this question before, but I like it. Since 2013, eight Scottish players have played in an English FA Cup final. Can you name them? Since 2013, eight Scottish players have played in an English FA Cup final. Can you name them? Kieran Tierney. Yes, Kenny. Alan McGregor. Yep. Uh, Andy Robertson. Yes, okay, we'll leave it there because that is three of eight. So you've only got five to get. Thanks again to Jim for sending it. And if you want to send your question in, it's full time at Clyde One. Dot com. That's full time at Clyde1.com. So get your questions in and you never know, might be able to get them on the show uh, next week. Big game at the Stadium of Light Sunderland tonight. England, the Lionesses as they're known against Scotland women's national team. Uh, Pedro Martinez Losa, remember him from Beat the Pundit. Or Paulo Souza, as I say. Uh, he's named Lee Gibson in goal, Nicola Doherty, Rachel Corsi, Sophie Howard, Sam Kerr, Caroline Weir, Kirsty Hansen, Rachel McLaughlin, Claire Emsley, Martha Thomas, and Christy Grimshaw in his starting 11. Hugh, we unfortunately were on the wrong end of it when the men's team yeah. met not that long ago. This is more of a competitive edge, it's the inaugural Women's Nations League. Um, I think we know again a similar size of, of task, maybe even bigger. England, you know, would certainly be one of the better 
women's teams in the world so hopefully can cause somewhat of an upset tonight well you know we've had Rachel Corsi uh, fighting for women's rights and looking for parity and pay and uh, all of that's gone very well for them well now they have to earn their money uh, but in England we are meeting clearly a very very good side they have gone too far and done too much to be called anything other than that and I believe it's a sellout at the Stadium of Light um, so we are up against it. Yeah, Kerry, and it's got like the, the, the same. The, the players will want to tap into that same historical significance of the rivalry. That's what that's what makes it the the occasion. That's why there's so many eyeballs on it tonight. Not just the fact that it's this uh, Nations League game. Absolutely, and it's like when you're playing in front of I mean, what is that stadium of light? It'll be what forty odd thousand, I would imagine, oh, yeah. at the stadium of light. I mean, it's a a fantastic night to be playing football at any level. But when you throw a fact it's a Scotland England game or an England Scotland game. Uh, it becomes, I would say, a leveller, but it definitely gives the Scotland team, like it does the men's team, it gives them an edge, it gives them something to fight for. They are going to be overwhelming underdogs, but listen, there's, there's stranger things have happened in football. Uh, minnows beating giants, you know, so you're hoping that Scotland can, can put in a performance, be competitive and, and maybe get an upset. Yeah, but, you know, players playing at a decent level, so hopefully... Um got something in there to Rachel Corsi just named Aston Villa captain Sam Kerr playing at Bayern Munich Caroline Weir at Real Madrid mm-hmm. uh, Martha Thomas just moved I think to Spurs on deadline day so some big uh, players in there that hopefully can do the job for Paulo Sosa something like that <laughs> uh, tonight at the Stadium of Light that would be some evening if Scotland could come up the road uh, with the victory in that Nations League match it is a 7.45 kickoff in that one as well I'm sure uh, Andrew McLean will tell you all about it on tomorrow's show when he looks after you on a Saturday afternoon uh, let's bring in John who's in Blantyre how's it going John? I'll say thanks for taking my call Pleasure. Uh, I'm just I'm just calling I think Brendan Rodgers is getting a bit of a raw deal here uh, for some Celtic supporters I mean we've lost a few we've lost Jota the most creative player we've had our two centre-halves are out we went to Ibrox to get three points the four points clear in the lead. I know we're not playing well, but I mean, people are going to be realistic. I mean, if somebody said you're losing your two centre halves that time of the season and losing, and you're going to be four points clear at this after this many games, you just start to hand off them. Mm. And I think some of the Celtic fans have just been. I, I just think they just need to give you a bit, give them a break. I mean, he's, he's a proven winner, and the game the other night, I thought I, I mean, I said, could they say five more players to go for part and. To try and get a result in Europe, I don't care who you're playing away from home, it's difficult. But you've got to be home to win your home games in Champions League. If you at least win a couple of them, maybe get a couple of draws, you'll be fine. But I don't think, I don't think he deserves the criticism he's getting for some Celtic fans. Yeah, he, he came in, as you well remember, John, with that resentment factor uh, being part of it with some supporters who have strenuously objected to the way Brendan left Celtic the first time. Now that was a nonsense and Celtic are fortunate to, to have Brendan Rodgers but I, I look around me now at Celtic and Rangers and the start to this season and the whole thing is being conducted at fever pitch Brendan Rodgers went to Ibrox and came away with three points which was without doubt the result of the season for him Michael Beale, the trouble it caused him was incredible and now We've gone to Brendan Rodgers and after losing to Feyenoord, which can happen, he was down to nine men, for goodness sake. Now, 
the pressure is being applied on Brendan Rodgers and because it's Livingston and because of past history there for Brendan and Ange Postacoglu, let it be said. But it's just the way of it this season. It is fever pitch for me. If Rangers make a mistake, the Celtic fans pounce on it and vice versa. And now, after Feyenoord, and Celtic, yes, lost 2-0, but I think had the measure of Feyenoord for a long period of time in the game. It's a must win for Brendan at Livingston tomorrow. Is it maybe some of the, the question marks, John, is it over the, the fluidity of the attack? Because you're right, the defensive injuries have been a problem, but at the same time, Liam Scales has done really quite well in recent uh, weeks. Listen, listen, I criticised him. I, I said, I, I hold my hand up, I said a couple of weeks ago, I said, the boy's not good enough to start. I, I actually phoned up and but listen, sometimes I can be a making a player, not I mean mm-hmm. they, they get put in and they can like as I say, I could, the boy could just turn out to be maybe the Roski, maybe they'll get his, have to fight for this place by because the boy's done the boy's done really well and he patting the back to him, he he's been there under <laughs> he's obviously used to playing at that level, he's played well, but he's done really well with Aberdeen, but nobody playing at that level, so he's done really well. Uh, but Jota's not there, Hatati's he's Guys like guys like Hattie are not performing. It's I mean it's night and day. You know what I mean? Because like Kenny will know if the players that creative, you know, they can change a game. And I say he's just not done it. And they've still be four points clear, considering the way they played because they've not played well. Alan, but they've not played well at all the start of the season. So, but we're still four clear. They're only going to get better. They kind of get worse. Uh, the boy Tom. I mean, when they said enough, sir, they was. That was ridiculous, but uh, one was justified, one wasn't, and I'm not really worried about the rest of the game. And I'm not worried about the league in the slightest. I'm not even concerned about it, I don't think. I really cannot see Rangers uh, going on any kind of run and Celtic mm. dropping points everywhere. I just can't. The Celtic squad's too good. And that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, well, listen, we'll find out. Um, I mean, Kenny, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but you know. To go back to that point, and John's holding his hand up, says he got it wrong about Liam Scales. You know, domestically, Celtic have kept three clean sheets in a row. And I know that's not the only measurement because you you can look at teams building from the back and, and maybe attackers joining in. But if there, if if you if you were made to pick one either, is it not about that? You know, sort of fluidity and attack, or you know, totally fine at the weekend once they got the penalty to get them up and running. You know, sometimes just needing that little. That little break to get up and going in an attacking sense. Yeah, and it's and they're, and they're adjusting to. And I wouldn't say a completely different style. You're just adjusting to kind of subtle differences of how Brendan wants to play from Ange. You know, and you throw in the injuries and the players that are missing. I mean, uh, John's touched on all the all the injuries and the players that are actually missing. Guys that have moved on, particularly obviously Jota being the name one in, in the in the front three. But they're, they're again very, very similar to across the city. They're just not at the top of their game. They're not finding the this form that the fans are are happy. That again, that they're not enjoying. They're not getting excited by the football that's getting played tonight. But John's right. I mean, I'll just correct a wee bit. They're only two points clear, by the way. Because only two points clear to St Mirren. Yeah, we exactly. To St Mirren and Motherwell, but four <laughs> points clear to Rangers at this uh, stage of the season. But it's uh, they're still winning games, you know. But again, a lot of the. The overreaction comes from a, a midweek European defeat, you know. So, and domestically, yep, they've, they've Celtic out the cup, you know. Uh, it's their cup, they're, they're defending it, they're the treble last year, they've now lost out on that already. Uh, but in the league, they're, they're getting the job done at the moment, you know. But fans, 
want to see the team getting better. They want to see them attacking better. Uh, and, and that that might come when... Because the way Brendan want to play, it all starts at the back. That's why I think Carter Vickers, as much as he's as a defender, he's still really, really important to how Celtic play. Not only defending that goal and keeping that clean sheet, but they're doing that particularly well at the moment anyway. But actually, how they're playing and the, the tempo that they play, they can actually dictate it from that area of the pitch as well. I have to say, Liam Scales distribution of the ball from the back is first class well, you know what the, the John could be right he could have played himself into the left centre back row because we still don't know what Nordrotsky is going to be for me Lager Bielka has not hit the ground running in any way shape or form to when we were on this show last week and we were saying that Phillips would play or uh, mm-hmm. uh, Scales would want to be left out Scales is the one that's looked better Let's be honest about it. Far more more aggressive. Uh, he's way better on the ball and his distribution is better. He's been the better option uh, at centre-back at this moment for Celtic. So if Carter Vickers, when he comes back, he might be the partner. He might have played himself into that role. Uh, OK, thank you very much to John. Let's bring in Gary, who's also a Celtic fan. What are your thoughts tonight, Gary? I think the biggest worry Celtic have got is the injuries with the pitch. Uh, I think they'll they'll defend well because Livy basically sit sit and defend, and then once they lose the first goal, they'll come out and try and play a bit, and then Celtic will walk through them. And that is entirely possible. That that's you know Livy will obviously try and make life tough, won't they? I think I think again for me that's a it's a bit of a kind of generic way yeah. to look at it because I'll tell you, see when if Livingston do go one 0 down, they're still not coming out because they're still in the game at one 0 You know so. It's, uh, the pitch is going to play its part there is just no getting away from that Celtic will want to get an early goal because what it means is they now don't need to break that team down and, and that's the hardest thing you do when Livingston will pack that middle of the pitch they'll force things wide they'll, they'll expect their centre-backs to deal with the crosses because again Celtic are not the biggest team so they'll, they'll force things wide they'll clog the middle of the pitch up and they'll say come on then it's your job to come and break, win this game and break us down as long as we can stay at 0-0 or even at 1-0 we can stay at 1-0 the last 10 minutes and we can throw things at you we can look for free kicks and set plays and put you under a lot of pressure and make you defend and they'll try and get a they'll try and get a, any kind of result tomorrow will be a positive result for Livingston Day Martin uh, Aberdeen the Pataudry was Celtic's best first half performance they, they, they do tend to start very slowly I mean torture at times against Dundee last weekend first half uh, so Kenny's right that the start that Celtic make is crucial to the outcome I just keep coming back to the game has to be about players and quality and standards and levels and Celtic are much, much better. Although I think Davy Martindale is a miracle worker, he'd be the first to admit that in terms of quality, the number of players who have that quality against what he has, Celtic have to get this subconscious problem got rid of. Celtic only went there once last season to Livingston and um, it's funny to think how quickly things can change Moritz Jens remember him oh yeah he played Anthony Ralston Aaron Moy of course who's since retired Sead Haksibanovic who is no longer an option there either but, uh, you know, but they has played, a nice new hairstyle um, apparently yeah so um, although having said that the last meeting between the sides was at Celtic Park and very much a recognisable um, Celtic lineup that night Gary overall then you feel pretty good about Celtic at the moment. It feels like there's yeah, a real no, split. No, 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 no. In Europe, um, they played well until uh, I don't know why uh, the smallest guy in the park was on the on the on the wall. That was insane. But apart from that, they played well in the first half. 
I've and become... obviously, the, the first sending off, I don't think, was a sending off. It should have been a yellow card. But the second one was blatant. That was stupidity. We don't but, agree um, on much in this country, do we? But I think and, that, that most men, people are saying that, aren't they? It was, it was phenomenal to get a, a 2 0 defeat by nine men against such a good team. No, you're right. The common consensus appears to be that Diego uh, Holm uh, was certainly justifiable red card, and Lagabielka was very unfortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, you just wonder, Kenny, the the um, the sort of uh, we do get obsessed a little bit about approach in terms of. You know, would, would Celtic mix anything up? And Ange Postacoglu was really determined to never do that. And as we said, look, it worked. It, it didn't become about trying to find a different game plan at Livy. It was just do yours better. Yep. Um, but obviously this current Celtic team, it feels like they're still in a transitional period anyway. I think in the first two games, we were seeing Kyogo really, really deep. Now we're maybe seeing him somewhere in between where he used to be and where he was at the start of the season, as if almost learning a little bit as the season goes on. You know, see, for, see in, in the Kyogo situation, for me, he's an on-the-shoulder striker, and he's the best in the business in, in the league. It's as simple as that. His movement is, is sensational. He never gets he never gets bored he, he running behind. He never gets disheartened when he doesn't get it. It was even stages last season where Ange says, that we need to get him the ball quicker. We need to try and find him more. Uh, if... if any defender coming up against Kyogo, if he's not doing that as much, they're going to be happier. That's for sure. So they want to see him go deeper. But listen, this is a different way for them to attack. You know, like, who am I? You can, and I'm no question I mean, him. But, but it feels like even that's evolving because yeah. I don't but, think and, he's he's been as deep in yeah, the last couple. And, 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 and why would it not? You know, yeah. because you, cause you've got this real threat, this guy who's scoring 30-plus goals last year. Why would you maybe want to take him out of these areas? By the way, he's not started too badly in terms of a goal-scoring yeah. return already. So it's not to say that he's suffered because of that. But what I do know is when he's playing on that last line, defenders have to be right on their game because they're getting asked question after question after question with his runs and his movement. Well, Gary's confident of a Celtic win tomorrow. We will see. Thank you, Gary. What about your teaser? Looking for the eight Scots since 2013 who've played in an English FA Cup final. You've given me Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney and Alan McGregor. Take one more. Sean Maloney. Yep. Kenny? And McTominay played? Yes, you're absolutely flying. We'll get the rest of them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Off at the Stadium of Light Between England and Scotland Women round about now-ish So we'll keep you up to speed On anything that happens In the opening stages uh, You two have got work to do On the teaser And there is still time To get your calls in As well Your teaser tonight Is a good one Thanks again uh, To Jim in Houston For sending it in And an extra thanks To Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride For helping us out With the full-time teaser uh, much appreciated. The question tonight is eight Scottish players since 2013 who've played in an English FA Cup final. You've given me quite a few so far. Name the ones you've got. Tierney, Robertson, Mc McGregor, McGregor McTominay. Excellent. Okay, Chris Smith's on Twitter. He's got one that you don't have. One more guess each. MacArthur, same final as Maloney. That's the one. Okay. Did Charlie Adam do it? Not in the last. No. Eight, no. 
Alan Hutton Yes, your pal Okay, only one to get We'll get it before the end I'm absolutely certain of it um, I did say We'd look back on All of last night's talking points I know that um, Rangers would obviously dominate With us being in Glasgow in the West But The dandy Dons Hugh, can they hold their heads high Coming back from Frankfurt With a 2-1 defeat All of a sudden The dandy Dons at Ibrooks uh, Next weekend Is more interesting Than it might have been thought and all of a sudden, the Dandy Dons with a double header against Ross County in league and via player cup is less of a nightmare for them than you mm. might have first thought. They did very well. Again, as I say, there's no downside to Rangers winning 1-0. Uh, ordinarily, you then say there's no upside to losing. Mm. But they took on Eintracht uh, Frankfurt and it appeared that they were potentially lambs to the slaughter and it just didn't turn out that way and they might very well have snatched a point at the end so all of the concerns that had been there at Tynecastle last Saturday when apparently Aberdeen were nothing short of appalling all of those concerns have not vanished but they're not as big a worry as they once were and how different it is when you're talking about a team outside of this city. Because this is a team that have not won a game mm-hmm. in the league. And we're sitting here and Hugh Keevans is talking positivity <laughs> about Aberdeen. Whereas Rangers win and there's negativity. Mm-hmm. Celtic lose, but again, by I think it was, was it John or Gary who they're four points clear <laughs> for Rangers at this stage. And there's been more than all the, all the criticism thrown at Celtic. The one thing's for sure... Going away time track Frankfurt looked a really, really tough task for Barry Robson and his team. And you know what? They can come home. Yes, it's another defeat, but they can come home with a battling defeat and they mm-hmm. can come out with a little bit of positivity. That's gone now. They need to get yeah. back to winning ways in the domestic scene. And they have got a back-to-back against Ross County home and away, which now, when you're talking about Thursday night, Sunday night, a team that have not really been used to that type of fixture and now they're travelling back for Germany mm-hmm. and they've got to play Ross County, who are a decent team. It's not going to be an easy day, but Aberdeen fans are not going to accept this. Again, no wins in six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not not to make everything about Celtic or Rangers. It kind of reminds me, though, of when, say, a St. Johnston, well, yeah, let's say St. Johnston, they go to Celtic Park and get a draw. It's maybe a bad example because they actually got something, they got a point. But say a team goes to Celtic Park or Ibrooks, does like, quite well, an open day of the season. and then they kind of lose a bit, and you say, well, you know, that's good, that maybe gives you something but only if you actually do then yep. go on and, and win the games or get something out of the games that you're expected I, I to. I think even psychologically, those Aberdeen players and Barry Robson must have come back home thinking, we've been there to Germany, to a Bundesliga side, and we are unlucky not to get a point out of that. Uh, I think psychologically, it makes them feel far more confident than they were Leaving Edinburgh last Saturday mm. evening. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They will be coming home and they'll f- they'll feel that they'll, they'll be pretty happy in that defeat. You know, as much as you as much as you can be after losing a game of football because they came so close to nicking something out of a game against the team that won the Europa League two seasons ago. So it's uh, there is positivity, there. but by the way, that's not going to affect how Ross County are, are, are going to approach this game on Sunday. They'll be looking at it as a, as a real opportunity to go to Aberdeen and put another dent in their domestic form because this travelling, a tough game, a really hard night's work in, in Frankfurt, coming back to play yeah. Ross County, they've started the season pretty well. 
uh, is going to be a tough ask And before we get to that I liked the clip we heard on the news earlier from Stephen Robinson um, Have we got time to play? I think we probably do Let's hear a bit from Stephen Robinson ahead of the game uh, against Hearts this weekend In fact, I tell you what I'll just I'll skim over it because we'll play it tomorrow on the show anyway um, But the one we heard in the news saying that him and Stephen A. Smith live in the same part of the world uh, and he sees Stephen A. Smith when he's trying to go and get free electric charging for his car because he needs it free and Stephen A. Smith doesn't because he's made more money in his career. So, um, pals, but not on the not on the touchline, I don't think, tomorrow. Great, great game in prospect. You know, St Mirren have started the season wonderfully well. Uh, Hearts, um, you know, they, they've come off a good result against Aberdeen. Great games tomorrow, you know, that... Nick Montgomery at home to St Johnson. He wants a Hibs win at Easter Road to kickstart mm. his career there. And Dundee and Kilmarnock, Tony Doherty against his old pal uh, Derek McInnes. So everywhere you look tomorrow, the, the, the fixture is yeah. full of meaning. I mean, on St Mirren Hearts, Kenny, that's a cracker because for Hearts, you, we're still we are still learning. Like we said there about Aberdeen, when you get a result or a performance, is it in isolation or is it the start of something? Is that Hearts back because they beat Aberdeen last week? You need to try and follow up with something at what should be a really tough place to go in Paisley. It will be a tough place to go, but when you look at the squad that Hearts have got, they're probably going in there as favourites for, for me. Do you think you know, they are? I, I, yeah, I, I, I have to say so. When you look at the talent that they've got and the, that Stephen's got at his disposal. Again, that takes nothing away for the job that Stephen Robinson's done at St Mirren. It's just, you're looking at squads, again, you're talking about levels, you're talking about players and, and what they've actually done in careers. Hearts have got a really, I think they've got a really, really strong squad. Uh, but St Mirren are, are flying high, they're fully confident. They had a brilliant season last year, they're sitting second in the league at this moment in time. So why would they not be happy to go and face mm. Hart or any team for that matter at home tomorrow so it'll be, it's a real good game in prospect I take Kenny's point if you know on paper certainly um, Hearts do have a good squad I wonder who you'd make for who, who are favourites for that game tomorrow in Paisley I would go St Mirren to win could make a good one that looking forward to it certainly um, and then again Nick Montgomery you saw the saw the best and worst of Hibs last weekend yep. so a chance to go back in front of his home fans and um, try and launch something against a team who can't buy a win in St Johnson. Yeah, so, I mean, again, he's, he's in the, the opening game, you're, you're at your new club, uh, you're two and a lap, you're thinking everything's rosy, and you're, you're, you're going to go into a smooth three points in your first game as a Hibs manager, then come on and come back, and you end up going away with a point. And you know what? See, sometimes they, they, those games feel like defeats because you've threw away a two-goal lead and they'll be really, really disappointed. But you've got a real chance tomorrow in home, in front of your own. There'll be probably 20,000 there at Easter Road tomorrow against a team that probably most people's tips to be down there fighting for relegation at the, at the end of the season. So it's a real opportunity for them. But you've seen St Johnston again going to Celtic Park and putting up a battling performance and getting getting a result. And you know, at the game last week, I thought they've actually, there's some not bad players that St Johnston have got in uh, their team. They're just, they're real, really lacking any kind of confidence or belief. Mm. And and why would they not be with, with, with the position that they're in the league at the moment? But it's a big about, opportunity for Nick Montgomery. It's about the optics, isn't it? You know, you can't be losing your first game as Hibs manager at home at, to St Johnson. Yeah, no. you just can't do it. You've got to be able to look everyone in the eye and have all three points. And say, come with us, get, you know, believe in yeah. what we're doing here. Uh, we have it a goal in the Championship, direct from a corner. Always like that. Logan Chalmers, Queen's Park Mill, Air One. Uh, that was uh, an early goal to tell you about in that one. Always good fun. That 
when you score straight from the corner. How is uh, Pedro Martino Losa doing? Well, I don't know, but Pedro Martinez Losa ah. is still <laughs> drawing nil Change that spelling on no, the no, pad no, there against it's England. A, it's a nightmare. Uh, right, I think we're nearly there. So let's try and finish off this teaser quickly because I can see people playing along at home. Since 2013, eight Scottish players have played in an English FA Cup final. Can you name them? James MacArthur, Sean Maloney, Alan McGregor, Alan Hutton, Kieran Tierney, Andrew Robertson, and Scott McTominay. I'm at a loose end, and I know this is not even going to be right, but did Caldwell play in that final? No, no he injured. did not, actually. Yep. He was a key part of the squad, I think, but yeah. didn't I think he was a skipper, final. but I think, he was, yeah. I think he was injured. I was just reaching because I'm actually at a loose end now. Uh, what year are we talking? You, you've, you've identified the game already. You've got one of his teammates. Have I? You've just forgotten that he's Scottish. What do you mean I've identified the game? Oh. Like you've got one of Man his United. teammates. No. No. You've just forgotten he's Scottish. That's the difference with this what guy. What was the game you're talking about? I, d- I don't even know what game it is. I thought <laughs> you might be talking about... Uh... So he has played for Scotland, hence why he qualifies yeah. in this question, but not that many times. Um, we've never seen him in our domestic league. And he is a teammate on this occasion of Alan McGregor. George Boyd. George Boyd. Well done, Kenny Miller. Hull City in 2014. What a weekend it is going to be. It all kicks off at the Tony Macaroni Arena at lunchtime tomorrow. Livingston against Celtic. Big games in the afternoon. On to Sunday as well. It is all happening. And as usual in Scottish football, you can't take your eyes or your ears in this case off it. It is a six hour special on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller is making his six hour debut. I hope you need to bring your lunch. My lunch, lunch won't be here. It's like the me. only rule. Yeah. Um, I'm sad I won't be here to see it. Andrew McLean is looking after you all tomorrow, so enjoy that. Uh, I'll speak to you Monday, and in the meantime, GBX is up next.